0: Thought Leaders, Storytellers and Griots, sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week.
1: So these are the small stories, the big ideas, the massive inspiration, the stories between the pages but also stories that uh, are threading their way through our lives that uh, has taken place over the last week. Now, the Reverend Frank Chikane is going to be ending his time as the Chairperson of the Kekiso Trust. It's been an extraordinary year and uh, it's impacted on all our lives and in many ways what he is going to be presenting to all of us is the legacy of the work that he has done. On the line with us, none other, the Reverend Frank Chikane. Reverend, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Uh, Thank you very much and greetings to your listeners.
1: Reverend, I wonder if you could just briefly let our listeners know the work of the Kekiso Trust over 30 years has been quite extraordinary in this country. And I wonder if you could just give us some insights into that.
0: Well, you know, firstly, I would like to say this is not the work I was doing alone. Uh, There's a history and legacy of founders of Trust 30 years ago, uh, Beas, Nodier, Desmond Tutu, Mukatra, and others who were involved in this. At the beginning, it was really about as we at that point called for comprehensive sanctions against apartheid. The question was, how are you going to take care of the victims on the ground and make sure they are not victims of, you know, the sanctions and all that. We then had a vision of setting up a developmental trust that will enable people to survive the pain of the apartheid system, uh, help them to help themselves themselves, Help victims of the apartheid system and and also make them survive in a difficult environment and that was the work of from 1985 86 to 1993 and so trust raised about a billion or spend about a billion grants uh, during that period of course after 1993 the agreement was reached donor fund dried out and the question was whether we are stopping, and then the, there was a good vision of focus on education, develop models because that's very key, and also do investments to generate capital to be able to support the work. And so we tried the models around the country, and first state was more receptive. And as the public would know, uh, we picked up the two districts which were the worst performing in the country and worked with them for five years and within that period they became the best performing yeah. districts in the country. And that model has been developed, documented, it's made available to government. We are rolling it out in Limpopo and other places. Then we moved to socio economic because we thought that's important, we are also developing models there, and we picked up two difficult areas where blacks are excluded: agriculture and property. Yep. Take the most difficult and develop models as to how we solve that problem. And I could go on with a number of other programs, but um, we we have we have since then spent about another one billion up to 2015. Uh, when we celebrated our 30th anniversary. We are now on a new program for the next 30 years, and uh, we are about developing models to get people to use those models to change you know, radically the society in South Africa.
1: Reverend Chikane, I was so interested when I read that uh, that you had, over the last three years, been working on a new strategy for the next 30 years. I think for some people, I mean certainly I'm most likely you know there's quite a few of us that may not even be alive in thirty years so it's 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 such an extraordinary um period of time to think about strategizing and indeed to think about scenario planning because if you look at a strategy, then one of the issues is that you have to think about all the external shifts and changes, so you have to keep planning around various different shifting. Uh, changing externalities. How did you do that?
0: Yeah, You know, the, the, one of the CEOs, Eric Mulobi, who was a real visionary at the beginning, said that Kakiso Trust programs must um, outlive all of us, yeah. which means those who are involved must develop the strategies in such a way that they must exist many years after they have died. Oh. And of course, he died and left us. So the 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 vision is to analyze the the nature of the problem the country is facing, look at what would happen in terms of scenarios in the next 30 years, and what changes you require. We are not short-termists. We, we're not mm. a, a development entity that just helps a person to survive today without thinking about tomorrow. We now work on strategies that are planned for 30 years, and then we've got five-year cycles of revision of the strategy, and we've got a one-year cycle which which reviews that. So if you look at what we've been doing since 2015, uh, we said, what are the things that we need to do? And so we had to test them. We had to make sure that we go to the communities. We had to make sure that we know what we are talking about. And then develop the strategy. Then develop a model. And in the modeling, we have developed the theory that the model must be unique. There must be some uniqueness. It's effective. It's innovative. It's applicable. It's scalable. It's sustainable. Those are the strategies. So... What we are doing is to develop models to leave them on the ground for people to use in that regard. And, and this education program, for instance, in three states, you go a rural area, poor school, poor people, communities, and within three years or so, the school performs like a private school in terms of results. Yeah. And that, 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 to me, is the most fulfilling thing. You can see it doesn't matter how poor the family is, but if they are given an opportunity, the child can perform like any other privileged child within that very school. And that is what, for me, makes a difference. And, and we have, I, I call the Caruso Trust an enclave of the values that defined our struggle for liberation. That's where you find, say this to the people, everything we do, the investments we make, the budget of Tachiso Trust is based on investments that are made. Not to benefit individuals, this is very unique, but the investments are made to serve communities. So all the dividends are not given to individuals, but ploughed back to this program. So we do partnerships with other companies, entities but we fund everything that we are doing through our own finance development strategy. I actually don't think that you will find an NGO like this in the country or elsewhere on the continent. Many are more based on endowment funds, money left by people. Kahiso Trust developed a strategy after 94. To to, uh, do an investment strategy to generate income for the people, not for individuals. That's what makes it unique. And at one stage, our dividends were going to 100 million to 200 a year. Of course, the pandemic has disturbed that to a certain extent. We're going to have to end it there. It's unique for me. It's unique. It's it's that's why I call it an enclave. It's a full good. Organization, which is about the poor who need to be given an opportunity, like all other children, they must be able to compete with anybody in society and, and poor kids are capable of doing that if given a chance.
1: We're going to have to end it there. The Reverend Frank Chikane, he is ending his time as chairperson of the Cajiso Trust, an enclave of excellence for sure, developing a strategy for the next 30 years for the trust uh, that has been validated by the board. It's eight o'clock. It's time for the news. So good morning.